Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all-star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock a Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host, from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner. Hey there, welcome back. It's Lisa again. Um, Today we are wrapping up the IEP and the different components and going over it. Um, If I sound like I'm talking funny, I am. A couple of announcements first. Um... One is that, you know, we're into summer now. And unfortunately, now that I've been doing this for almost a decade, not blog, not blogcasting, not podcasting, but um, I've been a working advocate for almost a decade. It, it, there used to be a real defined season and a real defined busy season. And typically at summer, we would see a real drop off in activity. And that hasn't happened lately, which um, is unfortunate because I, everybody needs a break in life. Um, and I think summer is, is a nice time to do it. So anyway, I'm going to be taking a break for a few weeks. Probably not any podcasts, new podcasts or blog posts, or I will try to get some scheduled, but that's not likely to happen. I say that every year that I'm going to schedule them ahead of time and I never do. Um, so anyway, if you are tuning into the podcast or you are subscribing, first of all, thank you. But second of all, maybe now is a good time to go back and listen to the ones that you didn't get a chance to listen to, um, or explore some other podcasts. And I will be back in a few weeks scheduling new episodes. I will try to get in at least one a week but definitely not three. It won't be that many. Um, and the second reason I'm doing that is not just because summer and I need a break, but I got braces a couple weeks ago, which is crazy. I know at my age, um, but I needed them. I never liked my smile, but it wasn't just about cosmetics. Um, I was beginning to have some teeth issues and my dentist said that either you pay for it now or you pay for it later, meaning that you know, I don't have to pay for orthodontia now and get braces at my age and deal with it. But then as the decades pass, I'm going to have more dental issues and require more root canals and all that fun stuff. So I said, great, let's do it. And um, a couple of weeks later, I had braces on. I'm still not used to them. I don't remember it being this cumbersome and uncomfortable. This is my second time having them. I don't know, I guess time just fades the memories, but I I don't remember them being this uncomfortable. And I'm having a lot of trouble talking. I'm having a lot of trouble eating. And I'm just generally bitchy to be around. Um, But until I get used to them more, I feel like I have a lisp, I don't know, or something. Something's weird. Like I can't close my lips all the way or I don't know, something. So 
that's another reason why I just, I don't like talking. I think I sound weird. I think I sound weird anyway. Nobody likes to really listen to their voice or see themselves on video, but now with the braces, I really don't like it. So I would prefer that for my future sanity, that there are fewer episode episodes in the archives of me with braces. But anyway, so that's it for summer. Um, I, I'm definitely coming back. This is my livelihood. Um, I love doing it. I like doing the podcast. I like doing the blog. Um, so even if it slows down, there will be new things in the future. So on to the last component of the IEP, at least for my copy, the last page is that page with the percentages of placement. We already talked about placement and location, but at the very end, um, the school has to define and calculate how much time your child spends in gen ed and how much time, you know, they spend with their typical peers and non-typical peers. So first of all, hopefully yours is correct. Usually they do it on a minutes basis. Um... But, I mean, second of all, this is just, it's just another component of placement, really. So, if you're not happy with the placement, you know, we have to go back and revisit all that. And um, you have to look at the different components that determine placement and choose, you know, or suggest a different placement. Um and then, you know, it goes, it goes both ways as far as LRE. First of all, please, please know that, um, I do, I just don't like absolutes in life and I don't like the, you know, you should always go for inclusion. Um, and by the way, mainstreaming is an outdated term. It's the term you want to use is inclusion. Um, you know, there's no one, if nothing else, I always go back to my own child in that there is no way there, I, I can't think of, you would have to come up with the most out of the box thinking for him to be, for him to be successful in a gen ed classroom. There is just no way that he could learn with 20 other kids around. He would just be, there's nothing you could do. He would be so distracted and, um, you know, he likes to be around other kids. He likes to watch them. He likes to interact with them. Um, I can't think of anything that you could do in a gen ed classroom where he could possibly be successful to the point of where he would be so cordoned off back in a corner that it really wouldn't be inclusion anyway. Um, so I, I choose to do his inclusive activities on our own time. And that's our social and recreational time. So you know, again, there's no, we only do inclusion here. Because to be honest, um, I see a lot of places claiming to do inclusion. And I see a lot of kids with IEPs sitting in classrooms with their gen ed peers, but not a whole lot of learning going on. So um, inclusion is not a service, it's a mindset. Ah, see that word service? I can't even talk with these stupid braces. Um, it's a mindset. It's not, it's not something you put on an IEP as a support and service. It's just a mindset throughout a building or throughout a district. 
it's not likely, how do I want to word this? A school building, and I don't want to say entire district, but it might be the entire district, but it's going to be the building. A building either does inclusion or they don't. You're either, you either have the inclusive mindset and you're doing it or you're not. There's not a way to like provide inclusion for some kids and not for others if, is I guess what I'm trying to say. You either do inclusion or you don't. Um, so school is of course required. It's one of the main principles of special ed that they are required to consider the least restrictive environment first. There's a continuum, you know, from gen ed all day to, I believe, homebound and hospitalization is the most restrictive environment. And there's a continuum in between, you know, with push-in, pull-out services and all that. You just have to know your child and determine what is, help them determine what is the best placement for them. Um, but they do have to consider LRE first. And then they have to report to the state why... The child is not in LRE and why they're not with Gen Ed. Um, and that can work for you or against you. If you're trying to get a more restrictive placement and they're trying to stay within certain percentages, that can certainly work against you. Um, but it can work for you if you want the least restrict, less restrictive placement. And, you know, they're required to try that first um, with supports. So... Inclusion is a great option if a school does it correctly and everybody has buy-in. You know, the community has buy-in. All the teachers have buy-in. Um, but I just haven't seen a whole lot of that. So, <sighs> see, I'm tired already. I'm not even at 10 minutes and I'm already tired of talking with these dumb braces. I feel so stupid when I go somewhere with my kids now and... Um, Anyway, so that's it. That is the last page of the IEP on mine. I haven't decided. I think I said I was going to do procedural safeguards next. I haven't decided if I'm going to do that next or just go through the, the process of the IEP and the, or the IEP process itself. I don't know. Um but hopefully you'll stay tuned. Other exciting news is that the blog is going through a redesign this summer. So stay tuned for that. And if you wake up one day and it looks entirely different, you are not at the wrong spot. Um, you're at the right spot. We just trying to make it a cleaner, brighter, brighter look. So they're working on that. I hope you all have a great summer. I hope our weather is better than it was last summer here in the Mid-Atlantic. It rained pretty much the entire summer, which was awful. Hopefully this year is better. I hope that your ESY experience is what you imagined it would be or what you hoped it would be. And that's really it. I'm going to I'm going to say goodbye for this episode. Thanks for tuning into all the components of the IEP. Um, they're all on Buzzsprout and wherever podcasts are listed and you can go back and revisit any of them at any time so thanks for listening thanks for listening to the don't iep alone podcast no parent should have to iep alone and with a day in our shoes you don't have to 
For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group. Wait.